0: Hey,
1: y'all. Welcome to the Anxiety Warriors podcast. We are your
0: hosts, Margot and Abby. We are friends, teachers, and storytellers, but above all, we're anxiety warriors on a mission to raise awareness and understanding about anxiety and mental health.
1: You will hear honest, engaging, and joyful stories from us and many other anxiety warriors about living with anxiety. If you're seeking a space to laugh, connect, feel inspired, and empowered, and learn valuable tips
0: rooted in mindfulness and more, your warrior community is here for you. Join us as we navigate this journey of life together. Welcome back, warriors. Yay!
1: woo (laughs) are We are in, I would say, rare form, but I feel like sometimes, I would say, 60% 60% of the time, we're kind of loopy when we first started yes. recording together.
0: Yes, and we were just chatting and then just dove into the welcome, so. That's true. You know,
1: it's we had hard the to energy focus. from
0: the pre-chat, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm very attached
1: to the way that you usually hit record and then we start going. And now that we've kind of thrown that to the wind, I'm like, yeah. ah, now what, anxiety about it.
0: Yeah, it's different. It's different. Okay, well we're doing it. Here we are. Here we are.
1: Warriors, we are diving into a part 2 today. Two. Part 2 of our most listened to episode.
0: Yep. Mhm.
1: Which was um anxiety and adult
0: friendships. Yep. Yeah, and now, most of played, the- most downloaded. Yeah. Like big spike. Like yeah. And I remember
1: being worried about this episode Mm -hmm. when we recorded it because I had anxiety about talking about the topic. Yep. Because I've I've just always been insecure about relationships or that that aren't, you know, platonic relationships like Mm -hmm. forever. Yeah. And so the idea of talking about it on our podcast was nerve wracking. But clearly it struck a nerve and i remember i hear i not only did as you said it got the most plays and downloads or whatever but i heard from a lot of people in my me life too. yeah and on instagram and stuff and it was like this episode really landed for me yes and, you know, i could relate and i was like oh shit that's cool i guess
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm glad we all struggle with making <laughs> friends as, as adults right. right yeah right and maintaining
1: friendships yes, yes. a big one right right Yeah. So we thought it might be fun warriors to, um, approach this topic again and kind of check back in about how it's going (laughs) (laughs) with our adult friendship
0: experiences, (laughs) you know,
1: our, our, our feelings about adult friendships and how navigating it has stayed the same, how it's shifted if it's Mm -hmm. shifted. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm excited to like hear how things have changed or not changed for us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or like even the takeaways, like for Mm. me, it was really funny because I feel like, I feel like I had this aha moment during our other episode, but you have a way better memory than me when it comes to our episodes. So correct me if I'm wrong. Um, But I feel like one of my aha moments was like, oh, wait, I'm actually kind of good at making friends when I'm around people. Yeah. (laughs) You said that
1: exact thing. Yeah, I was like, yeah,
0: that makes sense. And I still like that, like, that was a takeaway for me. Then after an episode, like I stopped the narrative that it was so hard and more of the narrative was, oh, I have to be around people. <laughs> and so yeah. being around people is hard. And like, you know, not like just standing on the street being like, hey, want to make friends, but like finding places to tap into communities to start, you know, seeing if we wanted to make friends. Yeah. Um, So that was like that for me, like based on that conversation, I was able to change my narrative a bit. So I have different barriers, but, Mm. but those are like, I'm more clear in the barriers and it's less about me thinking I'm bad at making friends.
1: Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's good. I guess that's a new narrative for it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I have other hurdles and challenges, not just about finding communities, like, you know, making friends online versus in person. Or Mm -hmm. you know, Dan and I would like to have couple friends, but I'm gonna be honest, it's really hard to find a couple where you both really like both both parts of the couple. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You know, and 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 them living here. Like Mm -hmm. we loved hanging out with you and Adam. We wish you were closer. Mm -hmm. We wish we could hang out with Claude and Ed. So there are couples that we like. (laughs) but it's really hard finding them in, in where we are living right now. So there's like that, you know, and then there's like, like we've discussed with, with small talk, it's really hard for me to make friends at the beginning. If there's like that, you know, small talk part, because already I'm like, I got to get out of this conversation. And then like, I don't want to invest in it, you know? Yes. Yeah. So those are some things that have come up along with just like Like what you were saying with like the, the maintaining the friendships, it's like, there's effort in that there's, when you're starting to make new friends, there's, there's, you know, the chance of disappointment. Right. And like, do I want to put in the effort if I find out this person sucks? Right. (laughs) And so so that was like some of the things that have come up since our first episode. Um, Yeah. What
1: about you? That's so interesting. I mean, I can relate to some of that. Um, I feel like some of my hangups continue to be or are still um, just being worried about uh, judgment,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: being irritating to people, not having anything in common with them. Yeah. Trying to work super hard to find common ground Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. something. And then if Mm -hmm. it's not there, it's like, like you said about small talk, I guess, but that's more about when I'm, or we're meeting people that are newer to us or that are new to me that maybe Adam knows, but I don't know. And I guess the other major part of it that continues to be a struggle is just like, it's the investment piece. Like you're saying, it's like, do I care enough to spend the time and effort that I know it takes to form, create, maintain uh, a happy, healthy, mutual, right back and forth kind of relationship. Yeah. And I found myself becoming more awkward in in some ways, like asking people right out, Hey, are we friends? Yeah. (laughs) Or do we just know each other? But like, I, I, Part of me is like, is that fucking weird that I'm like asking that of a person? No, it's like
0: you're dating, you're dating. And at some point you want to know, hey, you know, where's how this do going Find this relationship? Yeah. Where is this going? Are we on the same page? So like, yeah, I love that. Let's have clarity in friendships, right? I, like the things we want to know when we're dating someone, we want to know with our friends too. Making friends is like dating. It I've never really dated. Is. This is
1: part of the problem. I've yeah. never really dated, yeah. like ever. It's been rough. with the same person for 22 years. Yeah. We were children. Well, that sounds creepy. We were teenagers <laughs> when we got together. And so yeah. like, and I'm an introvert and I, you know, I'm only really extroverted in my I mean, I'm myself always, but I'm only like willing to share and open up with people that I feel like I've, you know, have that invested or vested relationship with. And most of those people I've been friends with for like over a decade, if not way longer. So,
0: And then, I mean, there's also the anxiety I'm just going to interject here of like, because I know you can relate is like when friendships change. Mm. Right? So like mm-hmm. when when everyone's starting to get married and then they have less time for like girls' nights, you know? And then they get pets and then they have kids or, you know, like when those things happen, it changes the friendship too. So I yeah. think at our age, it's harder to make friends if like you're hanging out with a couple and they have kids, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and and we don't have kids. So there's less commonness there. And they might be a little bit more preoccupied with their kids. Of course. Right.
1: Right? Well, the timeframes are different too. Like we, you know, we, um, two of our really, really good friends who this is, I mean, it was, it's true. Drew, Mm -hmm. our former Mm -hmm. guest yeah, and his wife, Renee, who's amazing. Like they're, you know, I consider both of them, my friends, they're our friends, but Adam and Drew were friends since childhood. And then Drew and I got to know each other when Adam and I started dating in high school. And then we've been friends since, and Renee came into our lives, you know, I I don't even know how many, I mean, for years now,
0: mm-hmm. but,
1: and, uh, before they had their son, Caden, we hung out all the time. Yes. We saw each other, and it's, it's the same as true. We see each other as often as we can. And the guys game together pretty frequently still, but like now it's about like figuring out, well, our timeline is different from theirs. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. navigating, um, are they going to find a babysitter for Caden? Are we going to go to a place where he can join us? Right. And like, we just had dinner with them like a week or two ago and you know, it was all three of them and it was great. And you know yes. we had a great time. We love their son and we had, a, we have a great time with all three of them, but it, and I think we care less about it too. And it's funny. Like I, this is a question I, I might just like go ahead and ask Drew when we're done recording. It's like, how does it feel? You know, I wonder for adults that, um, have families or Mm -hmm. those types of responsibilities when they're with people like Adam and I, for example, what's that dynamic? Like, do they feel, do they have any worries or guilt about like bring their kid along? It's like, we're always trying to say like, we're happy to do whatever is best for you all because we know it's a lot more challenging, you know, navigating time and bedtime and when's perfect, the perfect time for dinner. And, and so being flexible too, right. That's kind of Mm -hmm. another thing that's coming up while we're talking, chatting about this. It's like friendship requires so much. And Mm -hmm. one of those things is flexibility and just the willingness to be open and honest too, without any, without the worry of judgment. It's like, and we know we can do that with them because they've been our friends for so long and vice versa. But it's like, at what point, like you were talking about dating, it's like, at what point is that acceptable? Right. Could it be acceptable immediately? Or or, or are we just at an age where it's like, I'm just going to say whatever, I'm going to put it out there like, uh, that's why I'm, mean, I'm being weird about it. It's like, Hey, are we friends or are we just people that work together? So like sometimes yeah. Or are we friends or are we people that are connected in community on, on Instagram? Like, yeah. or, you know, whatever. And just get some kind of an answer from them. Even if it's like awkward in the I, I don't know.
0: I mean, I mean, okay. So there's like two very different things coming up when you're saying that. So the first thing is like, as kids, we didn't have all the social media. So we didn't learn how to like figure out, okay, is this just someone I'm connected to on social media? Is this someone worth asking to hang out with outside of Instagram? Right. Like, mm-hmm. but I feel like I had pen pals and I'm sure I considered them my friends. Right. Hey, so, pals, oh my <laughs> yeah. Um, and then when you're sharing about drew, like the, the thing that I've noticed, right. Um, Many of my friends have now had kids, right? Like starting from the age of like 21, right? Like my older long-term friends from like yeah. elementary school, you know, high school. And the thing that I've noticed is that, um, once they have kids, first of all, their attention is more on their kids and less on our friendship, right? Sure. So I've seen this repeatedly over and over again. I totally get it. I'm not judging it. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times i'm I'm friends with the mom right, in, in the friendships and then maybe become friends with the dad or whatever. But a lot of times it's the female that's my friend first. And um, right. when I go there, uh, I notice a, like, ask me to watch the kid in so many, so many ways so that they can get stuff done. Right. Ah, That's
1: interesting.
0: (laughs) And, and yeah, and I've noticed this multiple times over the years, I was talking to my mom about it, how the friendship shifts. And then at the end of the hangout, they're like, I'm so sorry, we didn't get to hang out and catch up more. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, it's fine. I love your kid. And also, yeah, like, things change.
1: Right. It's like parents are just so overworked and overwhelmed too, with just endless piles of shit to do. And Mm -hmm. on top of raising their kids that like any extra hands, right. Or, or, and it's like, you wonder what the dynamic was. It's like, do, do they feel just like they know and love you so much and they know you're a safe person. Right. And so they're willing to maybe breach that like consideration a little bit without asking you first like hey are you cool to spend 5 minutes with my kiddo while i go do x like and i mean maybe they ask maybe they don't and so that's that's interesting i mean um it's 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 definitely having uh working with so many uh, uh parents nowadays mm-hmm in my recent years here and uh having more of our friends have um kids of their own i definitely have grown my compassion for parenthood oh, yeah. and my sister has really young kids you know when my brother had his kids i was a kid myself i was you know my brother is 16 years older than me and so he had his kids many many years ago now they're adult men <laughs> out in the world and um so it's just different my niece yeah. and nephew my sister's kids are super little still and so just like seeing her and how much work it is raising small kids, especially and a lot of my friends or our friends have small kids. Yeah. And small kids are all consuming. I mean, all kids are right. But like right. small kids really are all consuming. It is right. just incessant. It's nonstop. So it's definitely helped develop my compassion for them. Right, <laughs> um, right.
0: And, you know, this is a bad joke. Don't judge me. I know you won't, but the audience don't judge me. But sometimes I'm like, maybe I should just have kids so I can make friends, right? Because you get, I'm sure a lot of people have that. (laughs) And then you start making friends. Like It's like, that's one way to start getting some friendships.
1: That's interesting though, because I've heard, I've heard that's true, but then I've also heard the opposite from a lot of moms. Mm -hmm. Not that they had kids to make friends with other moms, but (laughs) when they did, they struggled more because mom, motherhood, parenthood, but this mostly yeah. mothers I'm talking to, you know, it sounds, and a lot of our guests have said it's very, it can be very isolating. Right. So it's just interesting. I think that, like, at the end of the day, we all have a lot of the same feelings, those of us that are parents, those of us that aren't isolation, right? Insecurity. Mm-hmm. Where do I stand? You know, I, I must be the only person in the world that feels like that. Like, I remember when we, had our first adult friendships conversation, I felt like this is going to be fucking awful because I'm probably the only person in the world that feels like this. Yeah. And then it's clear from all of the listens and downloads and conversations we've had subsequently online and with friends and family and people that have reached out that like, Holy shit, no, we're not alone in it at all. And, um,
0: and I think it's getting harder. I really think with social media, right. Mm -hmm. And the, and the younger generations or people younger than us that have grown up way more, With online communities, I think it really is getting harder making friends after like college, right? Unless you're working somewhere where there's people you interact with, you know, and you're you're willing to be from home and you want to be, yeah, exactly. Um, but like, like for okay, so making friends, right? Like you've told me how you've met people through online stuff and then you've become friends with them and you recently hung out with them. And like, that's super cool. But so is there a difference for you making friends online versus in person?
1: Yes, (laughs) there's a (laughs) good, to me, it's strangely, I feel like it was easier to do it online somehow. I'm, I just feel like I'm more uncomfortable and awkward in person. Mm -hmm. So it might be better if I don't meet you in person first. Yeah. (laughs) And then if I meet you in person after we've already connected and gotten to know one another, I probably do better because I feel safer and better. And so you'll find me less weird or uncomfortable or whatever after those like early interactions are kind of like behind us. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, there's definitely a difference, but at, I, what's interesting about our generation too, is that we came of age, right. As thing, as the tides were turning, as the winds yes. were shifting, right. We've talked about AOL, mm-hmm. AIM and chat, mm-hmm. r- early chat rooms, right. Like that kind of <laughs> stuff in high school and middle school on the show. And yeah. And so I feel like I have my toe in, in both pools here. Yeah. I and part of me is like, I remember what it was like to not have all the tech informing how I speak to people, the, you know, the general back and forth that you have with a a potential new friend or someone that you're even just thinking about asking to be friends with you or acquaintances Mm -hmm. with or whatever people you just talk to, um, versus people that you meet because you're forced together in person, like, like school, like work.
0: Um,
1: But as I've said, I have, I've had so many boundaries with work people that it's taken me so many years. I've literally only been breaking the walls down for like work versus friendship and trying to like be able to say to myself, it's okay to have friends that you Mm -hmm. also work with, that you can have deeper conversation with, that you could be more vulnerable with and, um, not just try to hold space for them all the time too. Cause that was the role that I took on. It was like, mm. I don't want to offer any you anything about me, but I'm here to listen if you want to dump your shit on me.
0: Huh. And so I kind
1: of got used to taking yeah. that role on with some of my work air quotes, friends or people like right. for most of my, you know, teaching career before that. Right. And then only in the last, like, like handful, less than of years, have I just been like, okay. Also here's some shit about me. (laughs) Here's some stuff that's hard. Here's what I'm struggling with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been interesting. It's been eye opening. And what I find too, is that, and I feel like a lot of women have had this and we've talked to some of them and they're just like, I feel like I'm too much for people. I feel Mm -hmm. like I can't unload how I'm doing or feeling and be honest about it because they're going to be judged or people don't give a shit or they have their own problems and they don't have time or space for my problems kind of thing. Yeah. And what I've learned is that like people just want to be of use. They want to be helpful. Mm -hmm. And if they feel like they're always the one sharing with you and you're never sharing with them eventually, even if they feel held and supported by you, which hopefully they do, they don't feel like it's maybe a reciprocal relationship. Like that is nourishing. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. like, oh, I guess I'm fucked up and this person's perfect. Right. right. Or this person's never suffering or struggling. Right. It's never the case. So.
0: But, but also in the same vein, I have had friendships where they always just want to dump on me mm-hmm. and they yeah, don't same. ask me anything about me. And when I try to say some things, it always goes back to them. And all <sighs> yeah. those people coming in my mind right now are not my friends anymore.
1: Yeah, Right.
0: Because. Totally when I would try to have more balanced conversations and, and balanced friendship and they always had to make it about them. And I, I pointed that out, like, you know, there's like three people coming to mind right now way. Nope. They they, they didn't get it. They couldn't, they couldn't. Right. And it was like, well, all right. Our friendship's on the line for this, you know? Mm -hmm. Good for you. Yeah. No, it was just so draining. They would like talk on the phone with me for like two hours about all their stuff. And like, like, two other friends was like during when my dad had pancreatic cancer. Right. Mm. And, and like, they literally couldn't stop talking about themselves. And some of the stuff was stressful, but some of the stuff was like how excited they were about parts of their life. And I was like, like mm. one of these people was like super into mindfulness. I was like, uh, hi, can you be aware of yourself?
1: Yeah. yeah. But that's so, so great that you were, That I mean, I'm like impressed and I admire that you kind of told your truth, right? Even if yeah. maybe it took you a while, you spoke your truth about it.
0: Because yeah. That's something
1: that I have a hard time with. So that's, that's, that's so, um, kind of empowering, right. Kind of awesome that even, even if it maybe took you too many years to be like, Hey, actually I'm feeling a little bit
0: one-sided like, <laughs> one-sided.
1: Right. It's like, can, do you see that? Right. Can yeah. we work on having this be more balanced? And if they literally don't understand. It's like, okay, well, I mean, the fact that you were even able to have that conversation just shows how like emotionally immature, right. That is to Thanks.
0: Me. I mean, I valued the friendship enough to have those uncomfortable conversations, mm-hmm. right? Like with some people, if I don't value the friendship, like if I don't feel like we're like friends, right. Then I might just stop engaging, you know, but for these two, like I'd been friends with them for years, but it had been years of me trying to have a balanced friendship without me saying anything for years. And then finally I was like, Hey, things are happening in my life too. Right. So what about for
1: you for online versus in person?
0: Yeah. So I feel like I'm pretty good at making friends online, like not social media. It has to be like through zoom. Right. Um, I, that's how I met Anthony, love Anthony, how I met Sarah, love Sarah, how I met Jana. love Jana. Mm -hmm. Um, probably a number of other people too. I'm just not thinking off the top of my head. Right. Where like you just click with them. Now the challenge for me though, is maintaining a French, maintaining a friendship if they don't live near me, because I don't want to just have zoom friendships all the time. Right. And so I feel like making friends online is great. Right. I, you know, like you just have those like soul connections with some people and you're like, they're awesome. I felt that way about a number of our guests. I'm like, oh, I wish these people live closer to me. I've said it to you. Like I would hang out with them. Yeah. Um, But if, if they don't, if they don't live close enough to me, like I am looking for people to do stuff with. Right. And, you know, if you're not here, it's, you know, it's harder (laughs) for me to want to invest my time and effort into that. Right. Totally. I already have my long distance friends. I have you, I have Claudia, I have Alana, I have Lauren, I have Raina, right? Like I already have my long distance friends. I'm looking for people to hang out with in real time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. Cause there's nothing that compares to in-person energy. It's just not, and, and just the fun of actually doing something together, even if it's passive, like sitting at a movie theater, right? Like you're there together. There's like that companionship piece and,
0: Mm-hmm. yeah,
1: I get it. I, I can, I can very much relate. Here's a question. Yeah. How many friends do you think is like normal? Cause this kind of gets, huh. this is where my head goes to with yes. anxiety. It's like, I look at groups of people or people where I'm like, man, that person has a lot of friends. Now I'm sure if I were to say that to them, maybe they'd be like, oh yeah. You know, like I think everyone sees other people in, in a different way yeah. than they see themselves maybe, or their experience is obviously different. <laughs> than how I view their experience. Yeah. Um, But like there are groups of people sometimes where I'm like, that looks, that looks great. Like mm-hmm. how many friends is normal? Like I, and I have, I feel like for me and the kind of person I am, uh, I have a good number of friends. Yeah. A perfect number of like true, like intimate, vulnerable, silly, ridiculous, honest, authentic relationships that have been, you know, have been a staple for uh years or or yes. many months at the very minimum right if not many many years and so it's like do i do i question how many friends i have
0: mm. how many is
1: their correct number of friends like how many people can i eight. arguably the number is eight the number is eight are you just coming you're just making that <laughs> I up just, that's my I'm favorite like waiting number <laughs> for, you for some like research no. response <laughs> No. You're like, it's eight, it's eight people. I'm like, okay, cool. I've got that. Whoa, I'm, I'm on the right train. <laughs>
0: I nailed the friendship train.
1: <laughs> but, right, it's like, I, you see, I see, and again, Instagram's not real life. It's like, oh my God, that person's hanging out with like 30 people. It's like, yes. but is that normal? Do they, I'm guessing they all don't have extremely the same type of relationship. Maybe that person's close with only a handful of them, and the rest of them may be friends, air quotes, yeah. or People use the word friends differently too. Oh, it's like Yes. Right. What you does and friend I, mean?
0: You and I were talking about someone and you're like, "Oh, your friend." And I was like, "No." I Maybe. was like, "I know this person." Yes. "I would be friends with them if they lived closer, but I do not define them as a friend." And they're a lovely person, but if I barely ever 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 talk to them, I don't consider it, right? So then there's yeah. like how do we define all this? Right.
1: There's yeah. no contracts. This is what I said in our first episode. Mm-hmm. Friendship has no contracts. There's no like. Here's the beginning of our friendship. Here's the end of our friendship. Like we're in like. Oh, is this a in per- in perpetuity friendship until you fuck me over? I fuck you yeah. over. Like what? I mean, there's just the rules are so much blurrier. Um, and I do really well with rules and outlines and expectations. Yeah.
0: I want you to make a friendship contract. <laughs> I, should. I want you to be I'm like Sheldon
1: Cooper with friendships.
0: <laughs> yes this is my expectations at the beginning. It's we will a do a idea. check-in after five hangouts to see how it's going for both of us. I yes. thought oh, no, you're going <laughs> to so, say five years. I'm like, that is a long time so, to check five in. Hangouts, you know, then after that, if we both decided, okay, we want to invest in this time, then we'll create a new contract with new goals. Perfect. <laughs> with new goals. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, we can make amendments to the contract. It's fine. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. I mean, yeah. So the reason why this question came up is actually found an article. It's a New York times article from um, May of this year. Okay. It was by Catherine Pearson and it's just titled, how many friends do you really need? Oh, okay. And it was really interesting. So a couple of highlights from this article. Yeah. Um. You know, the Catherine Pearson, I guess, had this has, uh, has this ongoing argument with her husband. She's an introvert. He's an extrovert. And so like the pandemic obviously made this argument all the more contentious, mm-hmm. um, And so like, you know, what about when your partner, right too, that's a whole other thing. If your partner is more extroverted or introverted than you, Mm -hmm. you know, do you go out and do things by yourself more or, you know, when I say by, like with other people that aren't them. Right. Um, Yeah. And so that's a kind of a separate thing, but here was something interesting. Um, Quote for years, friendship in America has been in decline, a trend that accelerated during the pandemic. Three Mm. decades ago, 3% of Americans told Gallup pollsters that they had no close friends. In 2021, an online poll put it at 12%. About a year into the pandemic, 13% of women and uh, and 8% of men aged 30 to 49 said they'd lost touch with most of their friends. Mm. So I thought that, that alone, that short little moment, like kind of, felt right to me to share because I just thought it was interesting the way that like, I mean, polls are a snapshot in time. Anyone anyone knows that. Right. But still, right. The fact that just 30 years ago, 3% of Americans said they had no close friends. And now we have 12% that say they have no close friends. Like that's, Obviously, the pandemic, and then it went up for women, right? And and men. Well, I didn't say what men were before because the three percent just says for Americans. So I'm guessing, you know, obviously men and women. But and I thought the age,
0: Mm -hmm. the age
1: selection was interesting too, right? So the poll is for age 30 to 49. It's like middle age. Yeah, this is when shit's the most complicated, right? Right. The most busy in many ways, at least for the maybe the majority of the population in this country. Anyway, Mm -hmm. I guess it shouldn't speak for outside of America, but I thought that was interesting. Just what a jump, um, pandemic aside, right. right? Between like people that said they had no close friends to now it's like 12 percent's pretty high. And now yes. 13% for women from the, since the pandemic and that they've lost a lot of friends. It's like, I can relate pretty hard to that, mm-hmm. you know, or, or my friendships with certain people just changed dramatically
0: mm-hmm. after the pandemic. Yeah. Right. So it wasn't even
1: that maybe they're not gone, but they are so different. Like I don't view them the same way anymore. And I imagine the same is true vice versa.
0: Yeah. Right. No, the pandemic really, I obviously changed so much in so many different ways. I mean, for me, I feel like it's more, I didn't get the opportunity to make as many friends Mm -hmm. because I moved here in like December of 2018. Right. And then like, Dan and I were dating and like, I was spending a lot of my time with Dan and then I was trying to make friends at improv and I probably would have plugged into the community more, especially Mm. once I moved to, you know, um, just South of Denver where I am now, because originally I was living in Denver and then I moved. Um, and then the pandemic happened and it has really made it super challenging being in the suburbs. Not that much is going on to get the opportunities to meet people. Yeah. And I, like, tried pretty hard with our neighbors, and I just feel like they don't really want to be my friend, which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's okay. Right. But I feel like they were not in the market for friends. And mm. so, you know,
1: so for, for
0: me, it, in regards to the pandemic, I just feel like it hurt my opportunity of plugging into more communities. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that weren't online, certainly, right? Yes. Yeah. Right, 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 which it seems like well, you've, as you've said, is more of what you're seeking, yeah, um another interesting thing the article said was that, um how social media factors in, right, or doesn't factor in to people's mm-hmm. friendships as adults, and the research from this article suggests that the size of a person's online network may not have any real meaningful impact on their perceived well-being. Mm-hmm. thought that was interesting mm-hmm. and um, but at the same time, while in real life, friendships might have faded or changed drastically. Many people found more connections online. Um, yeah,
0: interesting.
1: So, I know. I thought. I thought those two points were interesting. And it's just like, yeah, it's like it doesn't matter how many people you're connected with on social media necessarily, right? It's not going to necessarily right. impact your well being in a positive way.
0: Maybe we should. Nobody steal my idea. Um, Maybe we should make a how to make friends course, online course, and create an app with it so that you can like swipe for people in your area to do stuff with. Huh. Yeah. Well, I feel like some of those dating apps now have
1: friendship like offshoots. Okay,
0: but I don't really know but I believe you. But like, how would you feel if all of a sudden, like Adam had OK Cupid on his phone?
1: No, I mean, I would lose my fucking mind.
0: Right. But what if he was trying to make friends?
1: Right. You need a separate yeah, no. app.
0: You can't. Yes, that's dating and friends because I mean, I'd be like, Dan, why do you have Tinder on your,
1: you know? like Right. No, that's, that's a very good point. It. Yeah. Although just thinking about this sounds really stressful because it's a lot of tech stuff that I don't have any experience. So like, I suppose if we could hire someone to do all that for us, I'm down.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We'll start with the course.
1: There you go. We don't know anything about, we don't know fucking zero about friendships over here, but we're going to make a course. Yes. On on how to make friends.
0: We'll do it together. And then we'll all become (laughs) friends in our class. And then more online friends, and maybe some of us will live near each other. Right. Then, it's the like, class is
1: really just for
0: our benefit. Yes, that's how we're going to make friends. Souls.
1: Yeah. Right. Okay. It's the course is just going to be called Do you want to be friends with us?
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> also, who lives near Denver and who yes. lives on Long Island? <laughs> yes. I love I, it. I think that yeah, Exel- excellent, excellent way to ideas. make friends. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, so funny.
0: Yeah. Oh my. I Um, mean, I feel like we could do a part three on this too. I just feel like there's so much to making friends because, you know, we haven't really talked about like becoming like couple friends, right? Like sure. If Adam's mm -hmm. been friends with Drew a long time, like, yeah, that's just going to happen. But like, what happens when both of you are meeting new people to hang out with at the same time? And, you know, like, Dan and I have, have hung out with a number of his friends and their significant others. Right. But like, do we click? Right. So then there's like, there's the making your own friends, but then it's like the making your couple friends. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's even a conversation worth being had at some point,
1: just like a separate conversation. Maybe it's a good one for when we finally have Dan and Adam on the
0: show. Ooh, good idea. Okay, We'll have a double date.
1: Yeah, you know, Abby and Dan, Margot and Adam, and yes. we'll talk about some of this shit. Yeah, it'd be yes. good. It'd be good. Um, yeah, totally. I mean, I think that this is—we're just barely scratching the surface on this topic, but it's been fun to just kind of like see what's remained the same and what's different. You know, one—I guess the like the last thing I want to say is that I'm—I have a good amount of pride in myself mm-hmm. that I'm being more. I'm putting myself out there more. I feel yeah. like I'm being braver with, with all types of friendships, not just online ones, but with people that I do see, I'm having more intimate and vulnerable relationships with colleagues. You know, I don't really, Ugh. I don't really have coworkers in the same way anymore. Cause I'm not like in the same place all the time. I'm in so many mm-hmm. different places, but people that work adjacent to me, schools I work in and, you know, public spaces that I teach in and stuff and, um, doing my best to kind of be like hey, you want to hang out after work kind of thing. And like, it's been received well. And I've had, we've had, you know, I've had lots of fun and getting to know people outside of the work setting and kind of letting the boundary down a little bit. Um, So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that I can continue to honor my introverted, awkward, boundary loving self while also Mm -hmm. gently stepping out here and there when I feel like someone could be my person or definitely is right. And, and like, you know when we just spoke to Christy mm-hmm. not too long ago and um you know we we found each other through another mutual friend on Instagram and then of course she came on our show and she lives here on Long Island and it's like uh you know i we're i'm hoping to be able to get together with her in person yes. some, sometime soon and i just feel like this and being i never would have ask that person or any person for that matter via Instagram that I've only connected with a handful of times, like through DMS and here on the show, like if they'd want to hang out in person, like that was, I would never consider that (laughs) something I I would ever have done. And now I'm doing
0: that. So it's like, that's a good win that, I mean, I feel like some of that comes and that is a huge win. Yes. Putting yourself out there and making the effort is definitely a huge win, right? Asking people to hang out and then being like, yeah. And then you doing it is a huge win. And I think, you know, when you were like, you know, reaching out to people and asking, you know, through like DMs, if they want to hang out, I feel like part of maybe the, the not wanting to do that just comes from like when we were younger and it was like, Hey, like only creeps slide into your DMs, right? Like, (laughs) right. But now we're learning like, no, there's a ton of normal people, um, that, that it's just like, Hey, you seem cool. Yeah, cool. We've had some, some connection. Cool. Let's hang out. Right totally. Um, I think like my last thing I'll say is, um, I, you know, w- one of the things that I forgot to say, or I said a little bit, but not enough in, in our earlier part of the conversation was just, I think like my biggest fear when it comes to putting an effort of making friends is, um, the fear that I'm going to waste my time, mm. the fear that maybe this person and I won't click, Right. And that's not that terrible, but like, what if they're extremely exhausting and draining? Right. What if they're an emotional vampire? Right. (laughs) And so that's definitely like one of my fears is, is investing the time and energy, you know, maybe like having all these high hopes, like, oh, this person's awesome. And then the more I get to know them, I'm like, There's
1: disappointment. Oh,
0: yeah, right. And then it's like, oh, how did I? You know, what's wrong with me? Or you know, like, you know, now how do I pull apart? Or you know, like any of uh, like any of that stuff. So it's like, it's like the the energy required. And I'm really trying to like get over that part. Like Mm. reminding myself, I can trust myself in who I choose to hang out with. Like I can trust myself. I've been around the block a few times with some emotional <laughs> vampires. Like, yeah. you know, um, and, and so Dan and I recently did a, a couple's date with someone that he kind of knew from like 10 years ago and mm-hmm. they had like reconnected on Instagram and it was very nice. And I am mm-hmm. looking forward to our next hang. Right. And so, nice. so for, for me, like the final thing is like, I have to just keep reminding myself that I can trust myself right. in who I'm spending time with and giving my, my time and energy to, And that like good things can come of it. Right. Like, right. So
1: that's, that's beautiful. I mean, and I, what's, what came up for me when you were just talking is just like the hearing, hearing the words, waste of time, right. Obviously Mm -hmm. has negative connotation to it. I feel like I want to hear the word waste, right. It's like something, this is, this has become trash. This is no longer (laughs) serving. Right. So it's been a waste and obviously time is fleeting and also precious and we have a limited amount of it. Um, but what ran through my brain too, just trying to, cause I definitely have that fear as well, at least sometimes, or, or definitely sometimes I should say, but, um, is I'm, I'm just curious if we were to be able to reframe it as like, if in that moment, right, the moments that we spent with a person felt nourishing and fun and you were present with them, mm-hmm. but it doesn't maybe develop or become anything deeper or different with the disappointment, can, can we also, or I'm thinking I'm and more just for myself. Cause when I've been in that situation, my head kind of goes to what can I look at about that situation and say, well, here's at least some positive takeaways. i right. Mm-hmm. Like some things that I gained from being in the moment with that person, even if I'm disappointed with the outcome or something. Right. right. And it's like, just trying to, you know, flip the script in my own head as to like, as, as opposed to calling it like, wow, I really wasted all those years or months. It's like trying to look at it as like, wow, but here's some of my favorite memories or here's mm-hmm. something that I really loved about that person and, mm-hmm. uh, or whatever. And just doing my best to focus my energy on that. Like it doesn't always work, definitely right. not, but right. it does sometimes and, and maybe even more often than not. So
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: I just, that came up for me when you said that, because yeah. i definitely felt notes of that before. And, um, I've gotten stronger at like, yeah.
0: It. I so. feel like we need to have now another episode <laughs> on like the grief that comes with the ending of friendships. Yes. Right. Oh my God. That's yes. Yeah. 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 Because that's even if the friendship wasn't working, even if it was toxic, even if there was mutual harm by both parties, Right. There still is a grief when it ends. And so sometimes it's harder to put boundaries or change or say no to the friendship because you don't want to experience the grief of loss afterwards. Mm -hmm. Because there are good parts too
1: in the friendship. Yeah. Totally. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna write it down. (laughs) <laughs> this could be like, we're going to, we're going to need like a whole series friendship series.
0: Yeah. Look Make out for our app, do. everyone,
1: our course, which is really just <laughs> about finding us more friends, <laughs> <laughs> but also maybe
0: you out there also yes. you out there say hello to Um, your friends margo and abby anxiety warriors club anxiety warriors nothing's better than this club with us because you know that you'll have so much fun woo lovely yeah Yeah. make new friends but keep the old take it abby and margo are totally gold woo (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I got anxious in my head. I'm like, who's going to be silver? Oh no. So we're both gold, bitch. Yeah, gold that's of, right. Of gold, honey. Yes. gold stars. That's right. All the gold stars, lots of twinkles and sparkle and shine for us. <laughs> um,
0: okay, Abby, let's hear your win of the week. Win of the week. Um, well, first of all, I would like to acknowledge that we both shared wins because we've been putting ourselves out there and we are noticing that we are connecting more with people and maybe making friends. So I just want to acknowledge we've double wind and now I'm going to add a wind to the mm-hmm. winds. So it's just a wind day. Um, yes. A wind. <laughs> we're not a wind day. <laughs> <laughs> a window into the wind days. <laughs> the winds. Um, okay. So my wind, it's hard now. Send help. <laughs> just, just went on a tangent there. Um, okay, for real. My win is what One of Dan's friends uh, recently reached out to me and was like, hey, so you still teaching kids yoga? We want you to come to our school. Mm. And I haven't been teaching for all the pandemic in part because uh, I haven't wanted to get COVID, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so I was like, yeah, I am teaching because I've been doing teaching online, but none in person. And so my win is Starting next week, even though this is going to come out probably after that, um, I will be teaching kids again in an elementary school in person, and I am so yes. excited! Yay! That is a huge win. Yeah, that's really exciting. First class back in
1: person—it's going to yes. feel so good. It's going to feel gonna so feel good.
0: So good. So I'm really I'm excited for this. I've been like planning lesson plans and. Daydreaming about teaching, and it just feels like a huge win. And it was from one of Dan's friends, so extra win, win on right. Wins. When when new friends can
1: offer new opportunities, yeah, right, love yeah. it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's gonna be. Dang. I can't wait to hear about how that goes. Yes, I mean, I know it's gonna be freaking phenomenal, but you know, just direct, direct from you, like mm-hmm. that. It went it went off without a hitch, and everything was great. I and mean, I can't yeah. wait. That's 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 gonna feel so good. I can't wait yeah. for you. Thank you. Yay. Big wins. All right, warriors. Well, we hope that you enjoyed round two here of our anxiety and adult friendships Mm -hmm. chat. So if you haven't had the chance to listen to our first anxiety and adult friendships episode, it was way back from actually almost a year ago. Um, today, which we're recording and we're recording in, you know, mid October. And it was, Mm -hmm. uh, this episode came out last November. It was episode 32 anxiety and adult friendships. And so if you want to hear our thoughts, our initial thoughts on this topic in our most listened to episode, definitely go back and check out episode 32 Mm -hmm. um, of our show. Scroll all the way back many, many episodes ago to that episode. We had a lot of fun chatting about it then, and we enjoyed this conversation. We hope that you will take some time today or this week to reflect on your relationship to other people, your platonic Mm -hmm. friendships. If you are and adults, and you also um, have feelings or struggles or insecurities about making and maintaining adult friendships, what kind of comes up for you? What came up yeah. for you while you were listening to us talk? Were you able to resonate with some of the stuff we said? Did you have a lot of stuff swimming around in your own head? Were you nodding along? Were you shaking your head? Like, what the fuck are these bitches talking about? <laughs> My friendships are fine. Um, and I am not too-
0: signing up for their course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, we're just cool people come sign up anyway, just to <laughs> hang out with us. But, um, and if you have perfect friendships, feel free to email us, let us know your thoughts on, um, how to do it better. What's working for you really well. What's been working for you through the pandemic or for your whole mm-hmm. life, maybe for that matter. Um, you can reach us at anxiety warriors podcast at gmail.com with that information, or for any other reason, you can shout out your wins of the week share topic ideas with us, um, or if you think you'd be an awesome fit as a guest on our show, let us know. Let's get connected and hear about your anxiety journey and help you tell your story. You can connect with us on Instagram at anxietywarriorspodcast. You can also take two seconds, please, and smash that five-star rating on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you tune into your podcast, this podcast. Uh, Like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And go into our show notes and click on the threadless link. It is almost holiday time. Mm-hmm. We're almost at Halloween, and the holiday season is literally upon us. So, it
0: is the season to buy gifts to show how much you love your friends and family. Because mm, they are
1: warriors just like you. Maybe get them some mugs or shoes.
0: Yes. Um, <laughs>
1: nice. Okay. So, um, Come, go, not come, go support our show by clicking our link in our show notes, uh, visiting our Threadless shop, grab yourself some Anxiety Warriors podcast swag for yourself and or the warriors in your life for this holiday season and support our work for Mm -hmm. doing so. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. Thank you all (laughs) so much for going on this journey with us. We're so grateful that we get to do this with you all. Till next time.